0: And now, here's your host, 10-year-plus comedic financial speaker, author, and executive speaking coach, Colin Ryan. Today, I want to talk about asking better questions. I want to talk about giving better answers, really listening to the question that your asker is presenting. So, uh, quick story. My mother-in-law, Val, is one of those unintentionally hilarious people. I have a theory that she she actually knows it. She just plays it really low key, you know, poker faced. She's kind of monosyllabic, one word, unemotional answers. And she's just, she's just hysterical. And she, like many women and many men, possibly for different reasons, is obsessed with Kevin Costner. She thinks he is just dreamy. She thinks, you know, he's magnetic He's charming, all those things. So I like to talk to her about Kevin Costner, and you know, show her Kevin Costner movies, and just just kind of get her going. It's kind of funny. So we were we were watching Dances with Wolves, and th- this is a tangent, but uh, I accidentally downloaded the four hour version. I don't know if you knew that there was one. About halfway through, I checked, and I was like, "We're there's two hours to go." <laughs> I am sorry. But we were already committed, so we kept going, and it's good, although it is even longer than the theatrical version. So we kept going, watched the movie, and afterwards we were kind of chatting about Kevin Costner, as you do. And uh, Val has an Alexa, and Val was asking me, do you know, do you know if Kevin Costner always wanted to be an actor? Was that his original dream? I was like, I don't, I don't know. Why don't you ask your Alexa? And she goes, Why bother? She's probably just going to feed you a line of crap. I'm like, why do you have this thing in your house if you don't trust it? So she goes, all right, fine. Alexa, just like that. Very friendly, right? Alexa, did Kevin Costner always want to be an actor? And Alexa, clearly thinking about it, goes, actor, writer, and director. Kevin Costner has starred in 82 films, been nominated for seven Academy Awards. You know, just basically reads the Wikipedia article. Long explanation without really ever addressing if Kevin Costner wanted to be an actor, because why would she? She's an AI robot. So she gets this long answer. And at the end, you know, Val looks at us and goes, see what I mean? Useless. (laughs) Like what a pair. What a comedy duo Val and her Alexa are. Okay. I love that story. And the reason I shared it with you is, you know, to make you smile, but also to, to make a connection to communication. Because... When you are giving a talk, there is a danger or a risk that someone is going to ask you in Q&A or during your talk a question that you don't really have a good answer for or an answer at all. This can be a bit of a challenge for, for deep experts because they might not necessarily read the person and so they just kind of dive into a lot of information and maybe miss what's really going on. Sometimes your listener is asking for that detailed information, but sometimes they're asking a different question, a, a dare I say, a squishy question. They're asking something that's a little bit more in the realm of dreams, goals for their life, their interests, their fears or intimidation, their curiosity. So it's a little bit less easy to define. And if you just address the wording of their question or your interpretation of their question, or what you wanna talk about, you know, the Wikipedia article response, maybe sometimes that's a bad example. Maybe they need a trustworthy source, not an encyclopedia standing in front of them. What's actually happening in that moment is that you are failing to connect and failing to really serve that person. You see what I'm talking about? It's, it's a subtle, but it's an important distinction. Because if instead you approached it in the way I'm describing, you might find this very useful. Instead of feeling like you are obligated to give an informative, excellent, expert answer, what if you just said, wow, that's that's a really interesting question. I'm not sure I, I fully understand. Can you maybe say it a different way? Or I want to make sure I give you the right answer. I can tell you've thought a lot about this. What What else can you share? Or if they ask a question that's a little bit more squishy, look at them for those emotional cues. Are they intimidated? Do they sound nervous to talk to you? Are they bashful about their lack of knowledge? Do they seem stressed and overwhelmed or discouraged? Or maybe they're hopeful and positive. Are they feeling a sense of maybe shame? I mean, you can't know for sure, but you can kind of pay attention to that. Do they feel guilty about their their stuckness, their lack of action? Maybe they just feel inferior because they're talking to somebody who knows a lot more than they do. In this case, soften your vocal delivery, create a sense of warmness and safeness through your body language. Praise them for asking a great question. Just be present in the moment. You know, I'm a content expert myself in the realm of personal finance, so I am not immune to this challenge of wanting to answer immediately, answer in an informative way, share expertise. One time I had a student ask me a question and it was a little bit outside my topic area and I just... I'll just be honest with you, I didn't know the answer, but I felt a little bit embarrassed and I just, I just kind of, I just kind of said some stuff. You know, I did my best, but I I really was just kind of rattling off something that, if I'm honest, maybe just sounded smart, but didn't quite answer his question. And I sensed that there was an opportunity to, to do something else. And that's why I've done this podcast I'm sharing with you now. Because you can always go outside your expert zone and connect with them person to person. At the end of the day, that's what's happening. A person is asking another person for help. Don't forget that your information alone is not going to help who they are because so many of our decisions and our behavior are guided by our emotions, guided by the stuff we don't talk about. And you really have to acknowledge that and trust in that and understand that at the end of the day, that they need to feel heard by you and seen by you. And unless you are intentionally conveying that, you miss this amazing opportunity to create deep and lasting human connection. My name is Colin. I'm a comedic financial speaker and an executive presence coach. Building the right communication skills will benefit every aspect of your work and change the way you give presentations, lead meetings, teach important topics, pitch clients, handle conflict, and recruit others to your grand and audacious vision. I created this podcast to cover all manner of communication and leadership, and to share with you the work and insights I generate with my private clients all the time. Do you have a public speaking opportunity coming up? Whether it's a talk, webinar podcast interview a media appearance a panel guest spot key message to your audience i can show you how to make your next public speaking opportunity 30 percent better in just one hour go to www.speaknextweek.com answer a couple questions about your speech and my team will respond within 24 hours And if you'd like to take your overall communication skills from good to great, go to speaknextweek.com, scroll to the bottom, and grab our free guide to level up your public speaking today. Because your work, your story, and who you are matter even more than you think.